Hey guys, welcome to Because I Said So, the podcast where we discuss age and how it affects how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive others, and the conversations that we have because of it. Thank you for listening, and please leave a review to support the podcast. Thank you. guys i just thought it was important to note as we move into this series on religion that nobody that i have on here nor am i myself a theologian um we're kind of just here to offer our perspectives around our belief systems and hopefully to break down some stigmas so thank you so much for listening and i hope you enjoyed this episode data Hey everybody, we have a very special guest today. She's a good friend of mine. Her name is Apeksha. Apeksha, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Apeksha and I go to school with Virginia and I am a practicing Hindu. Yeah, and so kind of along those lines, do you want to tell us a little bit about um, just like the basic outline of Hinduism and like what the beliefs are and the practices? Right, so... Basically, Hinduism is a very generational religion, so there's no conversion, sort of. It's just if you, if you practice it within your family, you're most likely to be passed down the traditions of practicing as well. So for me, my grandparents are very avid Hindus, and they're very religious, so they pass it on to my parents, who pass it on to me. And basically, this fundamentals or there's like a caste system, which used to be very, like a very negative thing where people would be treated bad for like what caste they were, but now it's getting better, which is really great. Um, So the caste system works like you're born into a certain caste and the way that you can move up is by reincarnation. So once you, you pass away, you can do good deeds, which we call dharma which would help you move to the next caste level and the main goal is to get to moksha which is the highest where you're enlightened and then the way you get there is like from doing these good deeds throughout your reincarnation stages so yeah yeah i think that that's really cool and i feel like it's it's also interesting to see i know that i feel like a lot of the other religions that we've talked about throughout this series are ones that like i think are just better known and that there's like a better understanding And then I think that Hinduism is, at least um, in our school system, I feel like it's kind of brushed under the rug a little bit more. And so I think that it's very interesting. And can you delve in a little bit about the certain holidays that are associated with Hinduism and kind of what they mean? Yeah, so one of my favorite holidays and the ones that we celebrate the most is Diwali, which is the Festival of Lights. And there's obviously like a story behind it where there was a princess who got kidnapped and the prince got exiled. And there's a big story around it. But the main, the main reason that we celebrate it is just to celebrate light and the gift of light. So the way that we celebrate is by leaving candles in the front of our houses so that we can let in the gods to give us good spirits and a healthy and happy life. And we celebrate by lighting off fireworks so that we can spread the joy of light. And it's a really happy like day and we all just celebrate. It's very welcoming to anybody of any religion. So that's one of my favorites. But we also celebrate Holi, which is the festival of color, where we celebrate by um, basically having like a color party where we throw colors at everybody. And it gets like very messy, but it's very fun. And 
obviously like the rest of our holidays are very open to anybody of any religion and the one we also celebrate is Ganesha Chaturthi which is the birthday of Ganesh who is um, my family's um, God but obviously different families have different main deities that they celebrate but that is the one that we um, revere the most so yeah those are the three main holidays that I celebrate but there's obviously tons more that I'm not super well into but those are the ones that I celebrate very often. Yeah, I think that that's so interesting. Kind of touching off what you were talking about um, on the last holiday about personal deities. Can you talk a little bit about that and kind of like the different um, gods that are worshipped within Hinduism? Because um, I think that that's something that, again, is just like not not a lot is known about that. Right. So in school, we're taught that Hinduism is polytheistic and there's like thousands and thousands of gods, which is true. But when you boil it down, it's basically one main god and the rest stem from it. So lots of families have different ones. So ours is like, like I said, it's Ganesh and other people celebrate Krishna. And um, yeah, so it just depends on what your family believes. And it's usually passed down. So my grandparents and my great grandparents, they all revered Ganesha so now we also do the same and it's very um generational so my cousins my extended family they all were all falling under this Ganesha um we just all worship Ganesha but we also worship the other gods but there's like a head that we all like celebrate so yeah and do the different um gods and different deities have different um like areas that they are supposed to be um like presiding over or is it more just like general well-being or kind of can you touch on that a little bit yeah so my understanding is that it's just general well-being and like positivity and good life and good fortune so I'm not really super sure about the rest of them but for me when we celebrate Ganesha he's like wisdom and honesty and all of these characteristics that define him through his story of how he originated so all of those things we try to embody ourselves and the rest of them the rest of the other gods they also have the same characteristics that we all are supposed to embody depending on which one we feel the most connected to so like at the temple that i go to it's called the sri ganesha temple so we all revere ganesha as our highest deity so that we have a very huge like um like idol in our temple where we all worship but there's also all the other ones so it's not just selective to oh you can only come here if you worship ganesha it's Anybody can come and worship whoever they want, but this this temple specifically is for Ganesha. So yeah, yeah. And relating to temple and just like worship practices, is there um, like a certain like day or time that you go to temple, or how, like what does worship look like for you? Yeah. So worship for me can be any day, but for like my family, we tend to go on Sundays, which is like typical for any most religions. So like Sundays are holy day. And we go to the temple and basically we go and pray to all of the gods around in a circle. So we go, I think we go clockwise throughout the whole temple and they have them set up. And we just go and pray for like good well-being and all of these like good things that we want in our lives. Um, and we do it very respectfully. So there's like no shoes. There's, it's like mostly silent in there, but also it's very open to anybody. So like I have brought friends who don't identify with Hinduism, but it's so welcoming that no one really will be like, you can't come in here. It's just like anybody can come as long as you're respectful and don't say anything like rude or 
something like disrespectful, then you're welcome. And it's just great. We just go around and pray. And at the end, we get prasad, which is offerings from God. And the priests give it to us. And then we get blessed with holy water. And that's what regular worship looks to me. Yeah, I feel like that's really beautiful. And I think that that's a, another, I mean, kind of leading it into like the next topic of, I think, cultural cultural misinterpretations and misconceptions. I think that a lot of people assume that um, all of these religions are very like closed off and they're like, you have to be like a certain level to enter. You have to like right. subscribe to this exact belief to enter. And it's, I, I feel like I've never had that sort of experience with any um, religion, but kind of going off of that, do you feel like there are, um, misinterpretations or misconceptions about Hinduism and what it really is within our culture. Yeah, so obviously in school we're taught that we, or cows are sacred to us, which they are, they're very sacred to us, but that's not like a god, we don't worship cows. It's like <laughs> we see them as a very sacred being just because our deities like said that they were sacred and they shouldn't be touched in like a harmful way. So my family, we don't eat pork or beef, but the way that it, it depends on your certain family. So I've known, I have friends who are Hindu that do eat pork and that's nothing wrong with that. Like we won't discriminate depending on what you eat or if you eat it in front of us, it's not like a bad thing, but we, I just personally don't eat um, beef or pork. And there's another pretty big misconception that I think not a lot of people realize, but one of our holy symbols is the swastika, but it's not like, it's been like skewed and misconstrued in such an awful way that mm. I think it was, it was just, it's just terrible. But for us, the swastika means like good life and happiness and well-being, and it's all of these positive things. But as you know, it's been like taken in such an awful negative way that we feel like a little bit scared to put it outside of our houses and to draw it because people don't know that it's actually such a positive thing that we all like see as good and not so negative. Yeah. Yeah. I think in, in like a lot of different religions, like you're going to have people that um, misuse things. And I think that that, that's an example. Yeah. That I had never known about at all. But I think that like, there's, there's so many different ways that, I don't know that there's like groups of people that will just take religion either out of context or use it to do like awful things. Like I know relating to like Christianity and traditional stuff like that, like the crusades and stuff like that. Like there's, if you look right. all over history, there's people that are using that to do bad. And it, it is sad because it ends up having this stain that it's hard to take away. And it's specifically for um, like what you were saying about the swastika and Hinduism, it's that's completely out of context and it's just so, and it is hard, I think, because it draws away from your culture. And again, that was something that I had never known about, which I probably never knew about because it's changed its interpretation so much. Then that's been taken away. And I think that that's really, it's just really sad. And I think that it's something that, you know, as a culture, we do have to recognize and we do need to educate us, ourselves about these things and what they truly mean and the importance that they have to people. And one thing that kind of um, struck me a little bit is when you were talking about the holidays, um, and I know that I you had done a presentation um, kind of talking about your heritage and things like that. And you had shown this picture of the Disney movie Tangled, but it was, um, it was like, as I think you said it was a South Asian like representation of it. Um, yeah. And so can you talk a little bit about that? Because the holiday, when you were saying it and like talking about the lights, it sounded very similar. And so uh, before we get into the next topic, I wanted you to touch on that really quick because that's just been ruminating in my mind. And I was like, that's really interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, when I saw that photo, actually my friend sent it to me and I thought it was so beautiful. I was like, this is something that I've never seen before, but because I've seen it, I'm my view has changed so much because there's like no representation for South Asian people in kids' movies. And it's just like, it's just a fact and it's something that I want to change, but obviously it's hard to make change, like such drastic change like that. But just seeing an interpretation that was so beautifully drawn and like so respectful and there wasn't any like stereotypes shown in it, something that was so like elegant and it just looked really good it, it just made me feel good it was like because of the lights and everything and even though entangled it's not like they're celebrating the wally but it's like a same kind of like belief it's like oh we're sending these lights up in the air for a good reason and that's what i, I kind of like really love that photo it just was so beautiful I, <laughs> yeah yeah i thought that that was so cool and it was also because like what you were saying about kind of like the festival and even like the story of like the princess like that's it was like kind of, it was pretty like i could see the similarities and connections there um and i i so agree i think that growing up when when you see even if you do see um like representation of a south asian like you were talking about in your presentation i think that you know it's there's so many stereotypes that are surrounded to it it's never it's never just the person like doing something. It's very clear that like, oh, this is a South Asian person. This is their stereotypes. It's more based around like the stereotypes than it is around them and their personal journey. Um, and I think that like you were saying, it's something that we really need to change and kind of moving into um, that relation between like culture and religion. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. Cause I know that um, you were saying with Hinduism, especially it, they're so interconnected. Right. So um, just to visit India, it's to be immersed in the culture, but also indirectly the religion. So there's lots of things that you can see around you that'll be like, not directly related to religion, but they'll be tied in a way. So you can just, for an example, it's like the clothing that everybody wears. So not everybody will walk around in a traditional sari, but it'll be clothing that relates to what was worn in the stories that we read. And it's like, you'll see it everywhere. It's not avoidable. It's just so deeply rooted in the culture. It's like something that's just passed on and like you'll just see it everywhere, even then in sometimes you'll just forget that it's even there. It's like re like religion and culture are so intertied and it's like like even just like the food, the food that we eat always has like a religious aspect, but also it's not like discriminatory to other religions because India is such like a beautiful country with Muslims and Sikhs and Jains and everybody living together. It's not like we're trying to forcefully put our religion onto you. It's just because of the generational like aspect of it, everybody you'll see or most people you'll see will be somehow wearing something or showing something or having something on them that'll relate to the religion and it's just like something you'll notice um if you go there for the first time or something like that yeah yeah i think that that's that's really beautiful and one thing that you were saying there um kind of sparked this question in my mind i was wondering if you have any specific texts that you read in relation to your religion um and if you could kind of explain that yeah so a lot of people don't learn about the text that we read because obviously when you learn about religion, you know, like the Christianity, it's like the Bible and Jew Judaism is like the Torah, but for, for Hinduism, it's so many different texts. And the one that I have read before in Sunday school is the Mahabharata. And it's basically a collection of epics from like ancient Indian times with um, soldiers and a lot of like war. And it's basically just stories of how God overcame evil in each of these settings. And it's actually, very beautiful but also kind of informational because lots of 
modern day tactics of war and stuff are used are like from the Mahabharata. So like there's lots of influence and there's also other texts. I just haven't read them all. They're like pretty lengthy and you have to like sit and analyze them. But from Sunday school, we were able to understand and go into depth about why these stories are important and what we can learn from the like the defeat of evil through goodness and God and stuff like that. So that's something that you don't really learn in school, but I think should be a little bit more like common knowledge that there are texts and you just don't know, like, and it's just not like told around. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that that's really interesting and kind of talking about like things that I think we don't really learn. Um, I was doing a little bit of reading for this episode and trying to just like learn more. And one thing that I, I think I've, I've like heard before, but I didn't really realize the extent to which it really came from Hinduism was kind of the discussion around, well, reincarnation, but also karma. Um, and so mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about that and how that's kind of um, just, it's it's so like immersed in our culture and how that really kind of comes from Hinduism and takes its root in Hinduism. Yeah, so karma, like if you don't know, just like the doing a good deed and then being able to reap the reward of that sometime in the future, but not actively like waiting for that act like to get the benefits immediately so a lot of people like toss the word around which is it's like fine it's like not like offensive or anything to use it's just no one knows about the the story behind it so like when you are being reincarnated you want to do good deeds in your lives so that in your next lives it'll be passed over so when you do something in your current life and then you eventually pass away you want to get to the next cast and by doing so you'll be able to build up karma and be able to get to the next cast like faster or to do something that's good and then get the rewards through reincarnation so obviously when people use it today it kind of means the same thing you're like doing something good and then getting something happen to you but like people also use it like oh you get you do something bad and something bad happens to you like again so that also works in both ways so if you do something bad in your current life so it could happen that you're you'll be negatively affected by it in your next life so I think the modern day interpretation is pretty similar but it also has like religious aspects yeah yeah and I think um kind of just diving into like a little bit more about the talks of representation and how I think that a lot of these things don't get attributed enough to Hinduism as they should and talking about like how that mixes with culture um can you talk a little bit more about like the stereotypes that have been associated with either Hinduism or like just South Asian culture in general and how that that's affected you kind of growing up and seeing these things? Yeah, so there's been a lot of stuff about like, obviously like cows and how it's like a cow worshiping like cult and like things like that are like awful that people say about it, but it's nothing to do with that. It's just, we see those animals as like holy and we don't touch them. So that's like, that's the extent that we go. We don't like sit and pray to them. They're not like, like gods they're just sacred so like um that's like something that i think people should be a little bit more cautious of when saying like things about hinduism just to be a little bit more educated about what we actually worship and what we we see as sacred um and in south asian culture there's just a lot of like beautiful like colors and it's such an old like very historical like ancient like thing that people don't really know about and it's just crazy how it's so just so ancient and like there's so much history behind it that we don't learn in school but my parents have learned my grandparents learned in school so like just something like that I think is 
could be like adapted into like a movie or like a story or something that could be put into mainstream Hollywood that people could understand a little bit more. Um, so because there's lots of things to take inspiration from and like all the wars and all the beautiful stories and folklore and just like this lots of awful stereotypes too like oh all Indian men are unattractive and they're all like they're all just like weird and like I don't like any of that just because that's that's just a generalization like so it's just such a like crazy generalization and just to say that it's it's like like, come on, you're saying that all of these people in this country with over a billion people are unattractive. It's just such an ignorant statement that I think needs to be, it's just a mindset that people have and it's really hard to change, so yeah. Yeah, and I know that like when you were doing that, you were talking about um, like Phineas and Ferb, like Baljeet or like Ravi, where they're like, it's so like overdone and so over the top that their their whole personality is just broken down into a stereotype and it's they don't have anything that it's like outside they don't have any like depth to them I mean granted I understand these are kids show so they're not going to be like super nuanced character development things but there's not like true representation of culture um and can you talk a little bit about because I know that you mentioned that there are a few shows that you feel do a good job of kind of incorporating culture and representation can you talk a little bit about that yeah, so in my presentation, I mentioned like Avatar and Legend of Korra. It's just those shows, they do a good job of representing South Asian people because they don't say that they're South Asian. And I think that is like a very simple, but it speaks like a lot to how you respect the culture. So in the show, there's many people that you could interpret as South Asian, but you won't know for sure because there's not, not like a very defining characteristic that they'll put forward. And uh, it's just like they do a good job of incorporating cultures. So they have like very large extravagant like temples and you can take those from like Buddhism and also Hinduism with all these like beautiful structures that are used in like, in in the show, it's like the air temples, like all the air nomads go to these like temples that very resemble like Buddhist and Hindu like, like architecture. And I think that that is very beautiful in itself because it says so much with saying so little and it's something that I watched like when I was younger and I was able to be like, hey, those people look a little bit like me, but obviously it's like a, in a different world, but like those people look like me and they, there's like this, it's like this world where things are kind of similar to like what I see every day. And I think that in shows like Jesse and Phineas and Ferb, they just take those negative things or not negative, but just like very mainstream things and just push them towards you to tell you that they're South Asian. So like accents and stuff like that, which I think, aren't very effective in trying to prove their point or attempt to build a character so yeah 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 I I could not agree more and I think that like you were saying it's it's just something that we need to be able to do without um making it their whole character and trying to overstate things and exaggerate things just there's a nice way that you can weave culture into things without making it the whole storyline um and just normalizing that and really allowing a space for that to be seen and kind of leading towards um, the closing. I was wondering a little bit about your experience and things like this and just educating others. I know that you said that you have done things like bringing friends to your temple and just kind of like letting them kind of see and worship with you. And can you talk a little bit about that and just like your experience getting to teach other people about that and helping them to learn about your experience? 
Yeah, I think my experience is like super positive because my friends who actually show an interest in learning about the religion, it's like very exciting to me because it's something that people don't really attribute to me, but it's something that's really important. So like um, when they show like at least a little bit of interest, I'm like, oh, like come to my temple. We'll sh I'll show you like how beautiful it is and all of the good things that happen inside. And when I take them, they're like, everybody there is so nice. And they'll give them like all of our like free food, not like free, but like it's to worship. So like if you come and worship, they'll give you like prasad from God. So like, and it's not just like, oh, you have, you have to be Hindu to eat it. It's like, you can eat it if you're any religion, as long as you're being so respectful and trying to show an interest in learning, you're welcome. So um, I brought my friend to my temple to like help um, in the kitchen too. Like we'll just like go and they'll be so like open and be like, yeah, come help. Like we'll, we know the help we can get. And then when I take them to like all of our festivals, everybody's so open to like help them learn and be like, this is the story of why we do this. And, and it's just like, even people who don't know them just like just like strangers that are there just like like everything that you do is just like they're just so happy to see you and it's like um it's just a simple act that really means a lot to like many hindus because a lot of people don't know about the religion it's like but it's just so welcome and people have like a very tunnel vision mindset that it's super strict you can't do this you can't do that but it's nothing like that it's something that's so beautiful and open and just like not restrictions to lots of things you can do it's just something so welcoming yeah i think that 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 is so beautiful and just getting this opportunity um to learn about that i think that you know like you were saying that there are these stereotypes that it is like strict or that it's very like tunnel vision one way or another and i think that you know, being able to learn about that and learn about the ways that it's practiced um, in our modern society. You know, like we hear like a lot, I think in, in all of these different religions about like what maybe like these ancient practices were and what this like meant then. But I think that, you know, all, these are all um, expanding in modern religions too. Like they're still being practiced today. And I think that's so important to acknowledge. And like you were saying, to just be able to like learn. And these people are like, nice and so lovely and so caring and I think that that's one of the things just knowing you that I associate with you and that I can see that's a byproduct of what you believe and so um as a final question I was wondering if you could tell me maybe the thing that you are most proud of with your religion or the thing that you just love the most about um the practice hmm, I I'm most proud of just being able to be a part of such a large community it's such a widely practiced religion. I'm not sure like in the order of how many people practice it, but like it's so widely practiced and especially in Nashville, there's such a large Hindu population that people don't really know. Um, but like, it's just such a great opportunity to be able to conversate with all of these people, even like first generation immigrant kids like me, people who are going through these experiences, we can like meet together and worship together and do all these things that make me feel like I am part of this community, which I kind of feel like I'm missing at school, being like the only Hindu in my grade level. So it's like something so cool you can do outside of school. It's just just a great community. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that that is so beautiful. And I hope that more people are able to learn more and to explore this because I really think that it is so beautiful and just like my eyes, like I have like such an eye-opening experience just from like this conversation. And thank you so much for coming on today. I really am so excited for people to hear this. Thank you for having me. It was really great to talk. <laughs>